Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Barbershop Talk Canada podcast. And the big news is the Canucks are back. Eric, Woo! how's it going? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Hearing the news that the Canucks are back. Got me excited again for the Canucks to play. Lots of things to get us excited about this week. Um, one thing I do not, I was not, exci- I'm not excited for at all is my test. Um, <laughs> But uh, I saw you today to um, pick up the shirt. Yep. Thank you for that. No problem. Um, so just just for the fans to know, uh, my teacher's handing out bonus marks if we wear a tie-dye shirt. And Derek was the first one to respond to me that said he did. So there you <laughs> go. Grab the tie-dye shirt from you today. It was great to see you. I haven't seen you in like, geez, a long time. Maybe since like... Our last game. Yeah, like October maybe, September. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. Pretty much. All right. Um, it was good to see you, uh, but I did come at halftime today for the Raptors game. But yeah. um, let's touch on the Canucks first. The most important thing is the Canucks are back. And it was announced earlier today that they would be returning. Mm-hmm. And it, if you guys want to see more info, it's on the Canucks story, but... Basically, they have to play 19 games in 30 days to close out the season. Yeah. Starting on Friday the 16th this week. So, Eric, um, what are your kind of thoughts about having to play that many games? Um, I guess they're well-rested well after their COVID test and everything. It's just once you get into that middle stretch of games in 30 days, it's going gonna, it's gonna to become an issue for the Canucks, I think. The fatigue is definitely going to kick in eventually because 19 games in 30 days is a bunch bunch of games in a short span. And I hope the Canucks can at least win a couple of games at the beginning and then hopefully just edge out some games towards the end of the season. Yeah, hopefully. Um, with six back-to-backs, it's going to be tough and it looks like they're going to start without two or three of their players. For Tannen is confirmed to be one of them. We don't know who the other two are. Um, I guess that's the big news of the week. Uh, Benning um, did go out on the uh, uh, met the media on Friday. I don't know if you saw that. I listened to it on my on my drive to school. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of that. The yeah. I don't. Did you hear that at all? Uh, no, I don't think so. I haven't heard much from Jim. Yeah, well, it wasn't much. It was basically just addressing what's going on. And, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's good now, hopefully. Um, all the fans have been pretty supportive, I think, of the Canucks, yeah. including us too. And apparently there wasn't a variant, but um, honestly, you don't know. I don't think they're liable to release that information to the public. So you never know what what happened there, and uh, I guess both of us are just pretty happy that they're past that. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, officially announced is the Tanner Pearson deal, and <laughs> Tanner Pearson is on a three-year deal for three point two five a year. Um, Eric, I'm gonna give you just one minute here to say your thoughts. Uh, Tanner Pearson, good player, of course. For the Canucks, was not expecting uh, Jim Benning to sign Tanner Pearson this season, especially with the cap and everything, and especially a three point two five million dollar contract. 
which is going to kind of hurt the Canucks in the cap space, not going to lie. Um, Jim Benning says that there will be no cap like hell situation in the summer, which I don't know how reasonable that is to say. So if he can do it, if Jim Benning can get us out of the cap hell that we are already in, then by all means, it's great for the Canucks. So currently in the offseason, the Canucks have around $17 million. And with that $17 million, they obviously have to sign Hughes and Pedersen. Yep. Um, we don't really have enough time to discuss that today and how doable it is, but we'll definitely be able to fit that in on one of these podcasts um, if they don't resign by then. Um, also, Edler looks as if he wants to come back, and the Canucks have to sign a defenseman who can be exposed in the Seattle expansion. Um, mm. It's just a part of the rules. They really don't need anyone, but they do have to expose somebody. So, yeah. Um, in terms of my thoughts on the Pearson deal, honestly, I feel like everyone thought it was really bad, like on Instagram yeah. and everything. Excuse me. Um, but I actually didn't think it was that bad. I think it's just, like, it looks way worse because it's Benning doing it, and it's like it just comes from a long line of these. Like, if it was just a one-off, it wouldn't be as bad. Like, Pearson for 3.25 is actually, like, it's not a super overpay, right? Like, I think yeah. he's worth around 3, and 3.25 is acceptable. But I really don't think they need to resign him. I thought um, trading him would be a better bet than let, um, obviously, that's the number one. Number two might have been letting him walk and seeing what yeah. kind of contracts he would have gotten. Um, obviously, he went to got, like, two a $2 million deal or something like that, I would think, at least 2.5. But, um him and his agent were apparently not going to settle for anything under three, which makes sense. You know, he knows his worth, but um, once again, not necessarily something the Canucks had to do and uh, a fairly negative reaction across the fan base for that deal. Yeah. Um, all right. Good news for the Canucks this week, and then sort of bad news with the Pearson deal, depending on how you look on it. But, um, yeah, let's go to a team that has a lot of good news from today, <laughs> um, the Toronto Raptors. So this week, um, they went 2-2, two and two, I think, since yep. we've touched in on them. And obviously the highlights were that win against Washington and Gary Trent Jr. hitting the buzzer beater. And also today, jumping out to their biggest, uh, well, their most points scored ever in a half. Um, I think it was 83 points in the first half. And they ended yep. up winning the game today against Cleveland. Gary Trent Jr. Um, played the best game of his Raptors career, scoring 44 points and going along with seven rebounds. Malachi Flynn also playing really well today. Um, yeah, what did you think of the Raptors' performance this week? And what about like some certain players that you want to highlight? Uh, I thought the beginning of the week with the Wizards game, I thought they played really well. Uh, that of course that buzzer beater against the Wizards was definitely a very hype moment because I just jumped around my apartment for a good two minutes after seeing that shot go in. But then the Bulls and La Bulls and Lakers games, they both both games they kind kind of came out like what do you call it? I would just say flat, right? Yeah, this this came out flat for both the games, and today they needed they needed to start well, and they did. They they came out with like a was it like a twenty four to twelve run, 
Yeah, right at the beginning, say. they played so well. Yeah. Didn't miss a shot in the first quarter until... Uh... We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. In what terms you? of... Okay, okay. I, I, I want to ask you a question, though. Like oh, okay. my, my opinions are pretty similar to you. Um, All right. But I will want. I do want to say the Lakers game. It looked really close. It wasn't. Um, I turned. No off, I turned. I turned off the TV with like five minutes left. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> they. They just. They just scored points at the end when like the Lakers put their reserves on. So, really, it, it, it wasn't a. It wasn't a ten point game, at all. <laughs> it was, no way. Yeah. Um, really, I. I want to ask you this. Where do you think Flynn and Trent Jr.'s potential can be as a backcourt? Like, how far do you see them growing? Like, give me a comparison. Top would be comparison. like top would be like Curry Clay, which they would probably never reach. Yeah, like if yeah. you set the yeah. bar there, like how far do you think they would go? Um, I feel like they can be like a like a Dame CJ comp type con- connection, and Gary Trent obviously being a former Trailblazer <laughs> makes it a little bit more comparable. But I think they have they have great potential. Malachi Flynn's looking great as a starting point guard, since every both point guards are out right now, and he stepped up when the when the Raptors needed him. And Gary Trent Jr. as you saw today, 44 points, like he's definitely fit in to the Raptors now, and their synergy is just going up from there. Yeah, I haven't seen a player that hot like how he was during the second quarter. Um, I haven't seen that in a while. Like sometimes Fred gets hot and then they give him the ball, but usually he he misses, you know, with his heat check. Trent did yeah. like two or three. No, he had like three or four heat checks before he missed a shot. So yeah, and he looked like Dame on on a, on some step backs and little moves like that. You know, learning from one of the best back in uh, Portland. And of course. Yeah, I I do like her Dame and CJ comparison, but I think they could be a lot more two way than those two are. Um, both of them have Malachi already shows it like he shows that he's really good on the defensive end offensively I think he still needs some work he's obviously a great passer but his field goal percentage um, is very low Um, reminds me very much of Fred Van Vliet actually (laughs) in that he is so good at every aspect of the game but he's not necessarily the most efficient scorer Trent on the other hand is a very efficient scorer as we saw today going 17 for 19 from the field um although that's not sustainable he he is a good shooter and i would say he's probably above 50 percent field goal for like his career um once you go uh once we look 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 at him in the future and he's taller um and he has potential to be a good defender even though he might not he's not there yet yeah but yeah i do like that comparison i can't really think of anyone else because a lot of a lot of the backcourt pairings that that we see around the league or have seen in years have really been like like one guy is more defensively focused and one guy is like the all-out offensive dynamo kind of guy like we saw that even with with the raptors in the past with like damar who is the guy who was like trying to get buckets and then kyle lowry was more of a two-way kind of guy yeah. But um, I don't know. I guess th- this one doesn't really count because uh, he came off the bench. But maybe like a little like Ginobili and Parker. Mm. I don't know. 
Yeah, I can see, I can see that. Both legends of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's let's talk a little bit about the game today. Um, All right. There were so many highlight plays. This can lead us into our highlight of the week as well. There's so many highlight plays. Yeah. Um, are there any that you want to like just talk about first? Uh, how many uh how many blocks are we go- are we talking about here? Mm. Because the Raptors and their blocking is incredible. <laughs> like today is especially everyone contributed pretty much. Like Bembry, Boucher, uh, Johnson, Stanley Johnson was in there as well. I feel like the best block today was definitely Johnson's rundown block against Sexton. I thought he was LeBron James. Yeah, I thought he was LeBron James as well. And Chasing him down. That That's the kind of thing you want to see, right? Like off a turnover, easily the Cavs could have won on a huge run. Um, yeah. But instead, jo- uh, Stanley comes back and makes a great block. And he, he actually, besides playing great defense, which he is known for, he's actually been a really good playmaker. Yeah. Like he's he's Magic Johnson, you know? good good comparison yeah he's definitely stepped up his game and although I don't even think he played against the Bulls I feel like it was the Bulls game he had no minutes but then today Mm -hmm. he he basically was the point guard of of the team besides in the first quarter where it was definitely Bembry and then just Mm -hmm. Flynn throughout the game but he was definitely the backup point guard yeah leading us into our highlight of the week there's so many options I really want to give it to as uh, to Gary Trent for the buzzer beater. But I also really want to give it to a few blocks that happened today. Um, Boucher snap, snatching one off the glass. Um, uh, Bembry knocking it out of bounds. but And also Stanley. But I, you know, I feel like Stanley's not really going to have all these highlights in his career. So I'm going to give it to him this week. Because Trent Jr., I know you'll do something more in the future uh it's stanley's time to shine so stanley here you go play of the week or highlight of the week all right i respect that uh player of the week i probably would say uh probably say trent gary trent jr there we go see i said he doesn't need his time to shine there his time to shine five seconds after oh (laughs) oh that's go ahead go ahead go ahead well, Gary Trent Jr. again, showing why he's one of the better Raptors on this team. He he might not be the most consistent scorer on this team. Like, the Bulls game was six points. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, honorable mission, mention, of course, to uh, Chris Boucher's 38 points against the Bulls in a loss by nine. But And I thought Chris Boucher had also played pretty well for most of this week. But I, you just got to give it to Gary Trent Jr. this week. He played especially well today, and that that uh, buzzer beater against the Wizards on Monday was amazing. Although I wasn't responsible for Player of the Week, I'm going to give a special shout-out to Malachi Flynn, who mm-hmm. hit his career high, tied it, and then got a new career high today. Um, <laughs> he's definitely looking like a point guard of the future, and we have talked about him, so yeah. Yeah. All right. The bust of the week... Um, honestly, no one deserved it, but I have to give it to Rodney Hood, who, although came back from injury today, was the only Raptor to miss a shot in the first quarter, um, stopping the Raptors from having a golden quarter of 100% from the field. So, 
sorry, but I had to do this to you, Hood. You're a great player, but um, you you ruined it. You ruined it. That's all. I have you to ruined say. the great moment. All right. So against the Knicks tomorrow, a uh, day off, and then another back to back for the Raptors. So we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week. Um, Eric, in terms of this week, do you have anything more to say? Uh, not really. I, Raptors, hopefully they can win again tomorrow and hopefully for the rest of the week as well. All right. Yeah, guys, thank you for listening to the Barbershop Talk Canada podcast for today. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for the Raptors and for the Canucks to come back. We'll give you coverage on both those teams next week. So see you guys then. Peace.